evening. We are all part of this beautiful circle, each and every one of us. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Lisa Snyder. I'm a medium healer and I connect with the beautiful divine source of love and light. And I refer to this beautiful energy as healing with the ancients. The divine source of love and light, I'm able to channel this to use my voice. And I also describe what I sense and feel through all the uses of my um the all the senses that I have that we all have. And so this evening, we have a very special guest, Jane Asher has agreed to join us and she will be joining us here shortly. We will be talking about her book, The Next Room. Okay, so just a couple of really quick announcements. Again, Thank you for joining me. And for those of you who are here and regulars every week, thank you so much. I so appreciate you. And if you don't already subscribe to this channel, please consider doing so. And if you could consider liking these videos, if you do like that, it helps with the, it helps with getting the metrics out there. Okay. So next week, there will not be a, a weekly live stream or a live stream because we're going to be holding our private group sound healing circle. Details are on my website at lisasniderhealing.com. Again, that's next Wednesday. And let's get into tonight's event. So our guest tonight is Jane Asher. She's also a contributing author to Gathering at the Doorway. This book was curated by Camille Dan. I was honored to be a guest on Jane's podcast, The Next Room. She also has a book, which we will be discussing tonight by the same name, by the same title. Looks like this, The Next Room by Jane Asher. And one lucky winner will be winning a copy, an autographed copy of the book tonight. So we will be holding that drawing here in a few minutes. If you are watching the replay, my apologies, you do need to be present to win. So to win, are to have to be eligible all you have to do is make a comment in the chat box or say hello it that it's going to be super super simple we'll be doing that here in a few minutes okay one of the things that i like about what our next guest is what our guest uh is sharing with us there was a quote from her book and in the book she wrote with her mother please remember if you are present in the moment there is no wasted time that really sat with me. And we are present here today to be a part of this beautiful circle, to be a part of the divine source of love and light. Light. It is not an accident that you're watching this video live or at a future time or date. We are here gathering like kindred spirits, part of the soul family and the community. And I'm so grateful that you are here. Let's get started with introducing our guest, Jane Asher has always been a natural connector who has enjoyed a successful career in media and the music industry, most notably at major radio stations in San Diego and Santa Barbara and Virgin Records based out of Chicago. She is definitely a professional when you hear her speak. You will understand why she has the beautiful radio voice. Her new book, The Next Room, and I understand she's already working on her second one, is a story transcending space and time of a relationship between mother and daughter that grew stronger, through death, written together. That means she channeled information. I love that because we, I, I do a similar thing with my voice. Written together by initially enlisting interpretation through a psychic medium, the next room takes us on a daughter's journey through learning eternal life lessons on forgiveness, grief, grace, gratitude, and the limitless love of all, God. The next room is now available at various retail outlets like Target, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and other bookstores. 
All of Jane's contact information is listed in the GIF in the description field. As I mentioned earlier, she also has a podcast with the same room, the next room. And again, I was honored to be her guest where we discussed healing with the ancients a couple of months ago. So I would like to welcome our guest tonight, Jane Asher. Hello, Jane. Hi. <laughs> and I'm I have so you happy. unmuted. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank Thank you so much for joining us this evening. It's such a pleasure and honor to have you here. And uh, again, Jane is a co-author of, um, she contributed a chapter to uh, Gathering at the Doorway and has this podcast. And uh, this, again, for those of you that just got just joined us, the next room is Jane's book that she wrote with her mother, Betty. And Jane, could you tell us a little bit about your uh, share a little bit about Betty and uh, maybe some of the signs that she has given you over the last couple of years. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm very, very happy to be here tonight. Uh, it's been fun watching your shows and it was just such a pleasure having you on and having you right on the spot do your healing with the ancients on my podcast. I got so many people got a hold of me after that and they were like, Oh my gosh, that woman, like that's, you can't practice that. That just, that was for real. So I really thank appreciate you. that. So thank, thank you. you. Thank um, you. My mother, I'm looking at her right now. I've got pictures all over the next room studio. Um, just a really positive, influential, um, lovely human being. She just lit up every room she walked into. People were drawn to her. Uh, she would be on the beach down in Treasure Island, Florida, and, and complete strangers would just walk up to her and they would just plop down in the sand and wanted her advice. It was, it was like she had this mechanism that she just drew people in magically. And her thing was that she was super direct, um, never harsh or mean spirited. But boy, oh boy, if you didn't want to hear what she was pulling in, you'd better brace yourself. So she would always say, are you sure you want to hear what I have to say? And if your answer was yes, that was it. She would just let you have it because people would, you know, dump their problems in her lap. It was almost like she was like some kind of, I don't know, some kind of soothsayer, you know, she was just mm -hmm. had this energy about her and people were very drawn to her and she gave them very good, not advice, more like guidance, I guess. So that's my mother, just a fantastic, my best friend. Uh, I miss her physically greatly, but um, I do know that she's with me all the time. So I just had to adapt and learn how to love her while she has transcended and pull her into my life and continue to have conversations with her. Um, but you do miss, you know, you miss the hugs and the phone calls and calling her up, asking for a recipe. She was a phenomenal cook. And <laughs> so you just have to learn how to do it differently. So that is my fabulous co-author, best friend, mother, Betty Asher. I really resonated with your book a lot. You have some fabulous, fabulous messages that that are are included in the book. And one of the reasons why I was so drawn to your book is that I have that kind of a relationship with my daughter, very, very strong, my best friend, she would say the same thing. 
And uh, so I understand that connection. I understand. In fact, when she was born, I remember looking at her and saying, you're finally here. And I love so many people in my life, but there is just a connection. There's just a bond. And uh, I believe you mentioned in your book that um, you and your mother had had some different lifetimes together and you have this connection. So it wasn't like a just a one-time experience. There's just a knowing deep within that... Um, there has been so much more. Uh, you have received some signs over the years. I know one of your chapters has <laughs> labeled this. Um, do you want to talk about uh, the coins that you have found? Sure. Um, shortly after she crossed. So she crossed over on September 31st, 2010. And okay, I wait a second. Yeah. Say that again, please, in case people missed it. <laughs> September 31st, 2010. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so she crossed over, uh, you know, naturally, there's only 30 days in September, but yes. um, there's a story about the calendar that happened that she had happened to give to me. But shortly after I started getting dimes, like I was finding them everywhere, you know, walking out of Target, walking out of the church parking lot, uh, in the washing machine, on, you know, in the shower, like weird random places, always alone, always one dime, not mm. a nickel, not pennies, none of that. And so I was on a radio station in San Diego and leading up to Halloween, um, the boss thought, hey, we'll have a psychic medium come on and deliver messages to the listeners. And I thought, oh, that sounds like good radio. And as much as I wanted to like, I desperately wanted to talk to her about mom, um, but I knew she was there to do a job. So I just buttoned it up and let her do her thing. And she was connecting the listeners with their loved ones. And it was really special. At the end of our week together, her name's Marissa Ryan. She said, um, Jane, your mother is leaving you dimes. I don't know the significance, but just know when you find one that they're from her. And I was like, okay, cool. That's so great. So I came home. I told Tommy, he's like, oh, you should collect them. So I got a little velvet bag. I started putting them in there. Shortly after that, he's finding them, Betty, our daughter's finding them, Thomas, our son is finding them. Every friend I told about them, my friends would like find one and then take a picture of it and say, hi, mom, you know, Betty said hello today. So it really oh, just kind of started happening where it was like, there were a ton of them. Um, and then I went into the radio station the next week, um, or I think maybe it was a couple of weeks. And my producer that night was JJ. And I was telling him about the story about Marissa and the dimes and, and everything. And he said, you should write it down. It sounds like a great blog. And as I was turning in my chair, you know, at a radio station, there's a table and there's all these dust bunnies and all these wires. And I turned <laughs> to grab a pad of paper to write that idea down. Like I was going to forget and right underneath the console, way back in the corner was one shiny dime. And I picked it up and I held it and JJ was like, hi, mom. So that was just one situation. The dimes kind of got the floodgates started opening um, where everybody in the family started finding them. And it, and it was really lovely because we now knew that, you know, she could connect, you know, and that was just one instance. Um, so she's, she's, uh, she's good. I mean, she is, she wanted us to know that she was with us. She could see us. She wanted us to smile. And that was the whole purpose behind the dimes. There was not a, a big Holy grail message or 
some big epiphany. It was just literally that she liked to see me smile. And I was so despondent after she transcended. Mm-hmm. I was just a mess. Uh, really don't remember the first year after she was gone. I barely ate. I was just in a fog. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Um, I was such a mess. And now I can happily say I'm not a mess. So <laughs> it, it's great. I mean, I, I love that she showed me how to continue to love her and have this beautiful relationship with her even though we are physically so far apart at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been really beautiful. So, And there was another, this one took me by surprise because I had not heard of this type of uh, an experience before. Uh, you were with somebody and you saw the light on the ice. Would you share that yes. story with us, please? And I don't want to give too much away because you yeah. really do. I really encourage people to get this book because it's oh, no, such I a, don't mind. it is such an easy read. I mean, it's like, it's hard to put this book down. So thank you. Yes. Thank, thank you, you for that. I appreciate that. And I don't mind. I, I honestly, I give away so many copies, Lisa. <laughs> My feeling is that it, it's so beautiful and the mm-hmm. messages are so important that it, you, you don't write a book to get wealthy. You really don't. Like everybody <laughs> that's out there that is an independent author is nodding their head right now going, you tell them, Jane, because it really, <laughs> it's only a very small percentage that mm-hmm. end up with that New York Times bestseller. Yeah. Um, and so you don't, if you enter into it with that intention, that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. This was there and and she told me that people would find it, the right people would find it. And so my theory is, is like, hand them out. I, mm-hmm. I sat and sent out stacks upon stacks. If, if anybody reaches out to me and says they need a copy, but they're hard down on their luck or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'll send them a copy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cool story, this one was really fun and it's only <laughs> happened the one time. Okay. Uh, her, be- her best friend, uh, Ruthie, um, was super down after mom left, of course. And so I flew home to see dad. I'm in San Diego. He's up in Northern Michigan. And I go home, I grab my big sister. We go up to see dad we decide to invite Bob and Ruthie over for cocktails. They're my friends, uh, folks' best friends. Ruthie was really instrumental in helping throughout mom's transition in the hospital and then her leaving in the funeral and all of that. So Ruthie and I were alone in the kitchen and there's a, a big counter, you know, like a marble counter in the middle of the kitchen. And we were leaning on our elbows, holding hands. And I was looking right at her and I was saying, Ruthie, you know, mom loved you so much. And and I love you and thank you so much for everything. And at that exact moment, Lynn and the men were out in the living room. At the exact moment I was telling her how much my mom loved her, her eyes, which are really hazel, this pulsating blue light started coming through her eyes. And it was like going, vroom, vroom, vroom. And, I, and it didn't flip me out at all. Like no. it, it was... It was so beautiful and I knew, mm-hmm. I knew what was going on. And I, so I just kept watching it for a little bit. And then finally I'm like, okay, she's going to think I'm freaking out. Cause I'm like staring at her so intently. <laughs> and I said, Ruthie, you don't have blue eyes. She dropped my hand. She spun around. She's like, Jane, you're freaking me out. She was, it's your mom. And I'm like, yes, it's my mom. I mean, my mother's eyes are clear blue like a Michigan spring day you know really pale light blue like so beautiful Um, and I knew at that moment that she was telling me 
I can see you. I just need to use my best friend's eyes to deliver the message. And I'm telling you, I've asked for that again. I would love, I'd welcome that kind yes. of metaphysical vibe again. But I think it was just a one-off. I mean, it's mm -hmm. never happened again. That was, shoot, that would have been in, um, let's see, she crossed in 2010. I think that was, would have been 2011. So it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. um, but so beautiful. And I, and I asked Ruthie's permission to write that chapter yes. because she's like, absolutely. Are you kidding mm -hmm. me? And Ruthie is like one of those super beautiful spiritual <laughs> angels. And she's really all about mystical situations. And so she got it. She didn't, it didn't scare her. So. Uh, that, I, you know, when you have an experience like that, you just don't, forget it. I guess just, no. there was one time, no. uh, I don't think I've ever shared this story. There was one time I want to say it was probably about three or four years ago. Uh, I had had there. It, it's a long and involved story, but basically what happened was it was about six in the morning. I walked into my kitchen. I was home by myself. I turned on the light. I was fully awake. It wasn't like, Oh, you're half. Was it? No, I was fully awake. I walked in the kitchen. I saw, this is before I had cats, by the way, for those of you who think it's my cats. Um, there was, I saw a flash of black. And at the same time with my ears, which I've, I don't usually hear uh, objectively. Um, it sounded like claws went over the floor at the time we had linoleum. And it was like, you know, I could hear it. And I saw the flash of black and I knew instantly that it was related to Black Panther that works with me. And Ooh. so when you have an experience like that, it's just like, a, okay, there is so much more than what we can actually, I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg when you think about oh, yeah. all the things that can happen. All right, so yeah. let's talk about raising our vibration, love okay. versus hate. Um, and why do some people like to thrive in the fear and all that kind of stuff? Can we talk a little bit about what your mom and you discussed about raising our vibration? Because I love this yeah. topic. Um, boy, uh, I was taking a walk with my puppy and one of our neighbors had a sign that said, you know, no hate here. And it bothered me. So, of course, on my walks, I call them like my metaphysical meditation, the smell of the neighborhood, because I don't really walk to get exercise with the puppy. I let her smell everything. When we got home, I opened up my laptop and I was in the throes of writing the next room and I wanted to discuss that. And she said, why does that bother you? You know, and I said, well, I, I'm thinking, you know, only love here sounds better to me. And she said, well, maybe that person is comfortable in the space of verbalizing it that way. You know, you're mm -hmm. thinking about this too much. Um, but she said, you know, hate won't last because it has limitations. Love is the only thing that does not have limitations. It is the defining eternal vibe and feeling on the planet. And it is the thing, the only thing that really will last. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to um, really limit your time around individuals, even if it's at work or in your day to day, or if there's someone that is just always, you know, you know, just always finding something that's just not uplifting. And it's mm -hmm. not about sticking your head in the sand. It's not right. about being a Pollyanna. It is about 
you connecting on a higher vibrational level. Mm -hmm. And so you need to limit your time around people that will suck the life out of you, you know, and just are always down and always complaining and everything and really try to stay in a higher vibration of love. And it's so true. It's like, I've kind of curated this beautiful community of people, which I now include you and, and Camille you. and all the people I have on my show. Um, they're either seekers or they're developing their abilities or they're reaching for a higher level of consciousness and uh, attaching to a higher level of love, basically, because that's what we're here for. A hundred percent. And I liked how you mentioned in the book that your mom, Betty, mentions that some people uh, feel more comfortable with the fear-based things. And yeah. that when, and that really you're still love. Like we, we've talked about that on this, on the here, on this channel before that, that the love and the light is still present. And you would, and then when I was reading your book, you're talking about, and you're talking about how a person's in a box and they might see just their little perspective. They see a little hole and maybe their, their perspective is, is so shrouded and so consumed with the fear-based stuff that it makes them, it may, that's going to make them feel more comfortable. But, but I, but I agree with you that I, I agree with you. It's like, I've, I've said the same thing. It's like, I'm aware that there's stuff going on in the world that doesn't make me feel good. I'm aware of what's on TV. I'm aware of things in the world. It's like, you're not burying your head in the sand, but I am choosing actively. And I feel like you're the same way. And a lot of people who join us here, we're choosing to be part of the solution and being part of the solution means bringing forth the, the love and the light and the peace, which is meant, which is discussed in your book as well. And I think that's really important because then we're helping to raise the overall vibrational frequency um, with that. So what about, um, there was an interesting thing that, that was mentioned in, in your book too, yours and your mom's book was talking about how you can say unkind things and you can think unkind things. Uh, could you talk just a little bit about that? The power of even just our thoughts. Oh man. So powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, I think, um, and what she was telling me or, or the way she was, what I was hearing that she was saying to me is that it is almost a stronger vibration because once you say something, it's out there. Um, okay. And then people have a chance to say, well, that wasn't very kind. Or why did you say that? Or gee, you hurt my feelings. But if you're not saying those things and all you are is you're walking around and you're just, you're sending daggers of whatever it is, disdain, hatred, um, jealousy, uh, any of those emotions that lower everything, the person on the other end is receiving that. It's, it's you're handing them a big basket of nastiness. Mm -hmm. And we feel energy no matter what it is. If you're pushing out good energy, it's received. If you're pushing out nasty stuff, it's also received. So it's really, really important to, you know, if a thought does come in and we're human, right? We're all going to have these bizarre thoughts or, mm -hmm. you know, we see somebody that's in Paris right now and we're not. And we're like, ah. You know, how come they can afford that? You know, that kind of stuff. And that's just your basic envy coming in. But if you yeah. can observe it, like get out of yourself and observe your thoughts and go, well, that's not a very good one and get rid of it. 
and then start thinking about something that raises your vibration. And usually gratitude is what will do it for me. I mean, I will start and just go through everything from my ugly gray carpeting that I want to replace. I'll start blessing it. I start thinking about all the people that have walked on that carpeting, mm -hmm. you know, my kids that have thrown up on that carpeting. And then all of a sudden I'm not so angry about my ugly carpeting anymore. You know, I'm giving mm -hmm. thanks for it. So gratitude's really key to replace any of those bizarre, not so nice thoughts that you may be having. Mm-hmm. And uh, that reminds me of something I just saw on social media the other day. And I love this. I just started doing this and it literally lifts my vibration. You get up in the morning and you can say, okay, universe, what do you have in store for me today? What, what exciting things are we going to do today? And I mean, just saying those words make me feel so good. So whatever it is, whether you're saying, and I agree with you too, Jane, gratitude, boy, you really, when you start thinking about all the things you already have and the, the love in your life and all those things, it's like, it automatically raises your vibration because you're aligning with, you're aligning with your true source. You're trying, you're aligning with the light within instead of, you know, when we're focusing on the negative, we're not focusing, we're, we're not, we're, we're lining with the ego versus, versus right. the love and the light within. So I really like that. Um, okay. We talked about this already. Uh, we talked about this already. So can we talk a little bit about, oh, oh, before I forget, because, oh my gosh, I cannot believe it's already been almost half an hour here. If you haven't had a chance to say hello in the chat box or in the comments, and I think most everybody has, Please say hello if you want to be entered into the drawing. We're going to do that here in about 20 seconds. Jane has generously um, offered that um, when we get the books mailed to you, she is going to autograph it, which is pretty cool. And so um, if you want to, so we're going to do the drawing. Let's just do that right now. Here we go. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen. Let's see if we can do this really quick. There's screen. Oh, my mother will autograph it as well. Oh, perfect. I love that. Yeah. All right. We're going to share this and we're going to do a drawing. All right. Let's see who's going to win. And if my name pops up, well, my name shouldn't. Oh, it pops up. I'm not winning. <laughs> Donna, congratulations, Yay, Donna. Donna. I think I already have your address, Donna. Congratulations, Donna. You won the book. Yay. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. She got her. I see she got her uh, hello in just in time. Oh, oh, but she said hello earlier too. All right. So Donna, we'll get that book. Um, I'll get that book shipped out to you. Uh, I'll get that. I'll get that. And we'll get this. So we'll be in touch. All right. So um, perfection. Can we talk about perfection? One of the things you were talking about in the book was um, worrying about getting the message right. And in fact, I'm gonna lump the, put these two together. A, getting the messages perfect, perfect messages, making sure you're not making a mistake. And what about if the book offends others or how people are gonna receive that? Because those are thoughts that we think about when we're going about our daily life or we're doing, right. stepping out, out of our comfort zone. Um, could you talk a little bit about that, please? Okay, that's a two-parter. So It is a two-parter. <laughs> Yeah. The perfection thing, um, she said, I just needed to get out of my own way. Uh, there's no possible way. Perfection, it's at such a high level. There's no way that any of us can even come close to achieving it um, while we're here in this human form. And so she just said, just be your own perfect self. You know, just speak from your heart. 
uh, open up and receive the messages. And you really cannot worry about what anyone else thinks because if you do, it's going to cloud the message. She said, Mm -hmm. she kept telling me it was like, um, she said, you know, you're getting better, but it's like, she said, it's like Cinderella where you're trying to squeeze your foot into that shoe. She said, go barefoot. Um, or she said, sometimes it's like a hose that I was, I was squeezing off the information because I was so in a, in a panic that people would think, oh my gosh, you know, this woman has lost her mind. You know, she thinks she can talk to her dead mother, you know, that, and all that would start doing a loop in my head. And then she would come in and just go, oh my gosh, get out of your own way. You know, if you have the proper intention, which I wrote a whole thing about my intention for the book, and my intention is just to uplift and help people understand that they will never be shamed or blamed or punished for their decisions. It's all free will and Mm -hmm. everything. It's all good. Like it's just, this is our classroom and we're here now. Just if you can try to be the best human being you can be and learn as many cool lessons as possible. And then when it comes your time to transition, um, it'll all be very abundantly clear. It'll be like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) I would like like to add on to this before we talk about offending people uh, or your concern about offending people. So if, if you could, for those of us that are trying to develop our intuition or we're in this line of work or we're just wanting to communicate with our loved ones on the other side or whatever it is, communicate with our spirit guides. I hope you heard what, I really hope you take to heart what Jane and her mom talk about in this book. Because when we're struggling for perfection and we're sitting there, we're trying so hard because we want to get it right. We don't want to be wrong or, or any of that kind of stuff. We're blocking. We're putting up the block. We're, we're covering the information. And so um, Jane originally uh, started writing this book through, through, um, through a friend who's a very gifted uh, medium, psychic medium, and then realized that she would, could receive the information herself. And that journey is, is talked about beautifully in this book. So I love that you share that because that is a prime example of how if you just you know, don't worry so much and you just go with the flow. The information flows through so much easier. And I love that. So now can we talk a little bit about your concern about how is this book going to be received? Because I think about that myself, or I, I should say I used to think about that when I first started doing these lives and I'm channeling these voices and what are people going to think and blah, blah, blah. So um, would like to hear what your conversation with your mom was about that, please you know, she just said doubt is a huge waste of time, um, you know, because it kept seeping back in. And she said, if if you believe that we are connected and that I can leave you dimes and I, you know, vibrate through your my best friend's eyes, why can't you believe that this is not, this is to be believed? You know, mm-hmm. this story, it's our story. Nobody else can really get in the way of it. And Um, so I love that, that she just said, just get out of your own way, expand without fear. She kept telling me just expand without fear and stop doubting the validity of what was happening because it was so clear to me and even more so now, because 
it seems like now I've got kind of a host of individuals. It's not just my mother. Mm. Um, so um, I just had to get clear and stop kind of throwing up my own little walls about connecting and not worrying about what anybody else is going to say. I mean, doesn't Because matter. really, the whoever is meant to pick up your book and read your book they're going to, that, that's going to be what's going to happen. And whoever's going to, I mean, because there is no one book, there is no one person, exactly. there is no one healer, most like it, it really no. see what resonates with you. And that's right. why, and I think your mom even talks about that. It's like, whoever's meant to pick up your book and read these messages. Uh, Cause yes. when I read that book, it was like, holy cow. And it made me just I was able to put myself, I know this, this, you're writing this with your mom and I could think of myself with, with my daughter in that situation and the closeness of your relationship that the two of you have and still have, because as she mentioned, you, I think you said, you, you said something about dead and she's like, we prefer transitioned, right? Isn't that mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're learning all the time. So, okay. I want to just look at the comments here really quick. Uh, let's see. Oh my gosh. There's been a lot of comments here. Uh, Camille is Aaron's energy book. She says, hi, Lisa and Jane. Uh, let's see. Uh, Keith said, I so miss my Grammy. She was a great cook too. Uh, someone said, congrats. Donna says, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She's really excited about getting the book. Um, let's see. Keith says, I was just talking about this with my friend and my cards reading that I'm starting soon. That is really awesome. Oh, here's a question. I would love to buy the Windy City. I would love to know if it was Jane's first time to communicate with the spirit world with her mom. Great question. At the beginning, you mean at the very first time? Uh, yeah, I would say yes with the book. That would probably. Oh, okay, be... with the book. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been talking to people that have transitioned for a long time, just in, in the realm of, um, like I ask people for help. Like if I need to, to do something that requires a little bit of brute strength, I'll ask for my uncle dog or my dad, or if, um, if I need to communicate concisely, I'll, I'll ask Dick Kernan or my pal Budgie who was in radio too. So I kind of just started doing it naturally it just made me feel good. Every time someone leaves in their earthly vessel and goes into the next room, um, you miss them. And so I don't know why or how, but I just started incorporating them into my day-to-day -day life. If they have a birthday, I sing to them. Um, I think about them, I talk to them, and I ask for their help all the time. And she even told me, I said, when I ask for help, is it the person that I'm asking the help? Is it them? And she said, sometimes, but not always, because if it isn't their area of expertise, or if they are not able to help you with whatever the issue is that you're asking for, another soul will step right in and take over and help you with whatever it is. So, um, so that is a good question. But I've kind of Ever since I've been a young little girl, I've always kind of um, embraced, I would say strange, my mother would say that's your unique side. <laughs> so I've always been a little different. And so, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a psychic medium. Right. I don't have that particular, I would never say I have that gift. Uh, and I do consider it quite a gift. Um, mm -hmm. But I have 
a connection. I don't know what, probably intuition. My intuition's pretty, pretty strong. Which we all have and you've strengthened yes, it. And absolutely. you know, being in the line of and being working in radio, I'm sure you've really it probably helped your helped you in your position too, as far as how being able to read uh and connect with your guests and yes. all of that. So uh yeah. Donna asks, I we're running just a little over. I hope you don't mind. Donna asks, uh, let's see, do you still find dimes? What other signs help you know she is with you? Oh, that's a good question, Donna. Um, and I asked her about that. She said that if you are, so say you're out and you're on a canoe on a little quiet lake in Minnesota and you're just kind of cruising around and all of a sudden you think about your grandfather and a duck swims up to the canoe, it's a sign from your grandfather. Whomever you are thinking about at the exact moment, whether you're finding a feather whether a butterfly is floating by, whether a hummingbird zooms in and starts chitter chattering to your face, or whether you find a dime, whoever you think it is that's giving you the sign, it is that person giving you that sign. You just need to ask, trust, and believe once you do receive. You can't just, oh, it's a coincidence, because I don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. um, they can send us all kinds of signs. We just have to allow them the pleasure to do so. And then when they do, don't doubt it. To open mm -hmm. up and receive it. Um, so yes, I still, okay, uh, let me show you. All right, this thing, this uh, cool, this is filled full of Oh dimes. my, oh, oh it's just, my goodness. I have tons what of them. I don't find them as often. Tom just found one, like he just said, come here come here, you know, come on over. It was right next to his bed on his side. He actually finds more than I do now. And so the thing is, he'll go, my mom likes, or he'll go, your mom likes me better. And I'm like, yeah, all right. You know, so my daughter's been finding them a lot. Like every time she goes to the gym to work out mm -hmm. the last two times, Betty was named after grandma, Betty yeah. has found a dime. And so she'll call me to tell me and I'll say, your grandmother who worked out right up until she was 83 years of age at the gym is telling you she likes to see you at the gym. And she said, I know mom, because Betty oh. had to stop working out at the gym for a while and it really bummed her out. You know, yes. you don't feel good if you can't work out. So yeah, she still leaves them, not for me as much, but because we're having this conversation, I'll probably find one in the next couple of days. <laughs> Jane, I want to ask this one final question. I sure. could talk to you for another hour, but we're not, we'll, we'll wrap things up here. Do, I know that somebody's thinking about this question. Our loved ones on the other side, do they care when we ask them for their help and their assistance? Do we bother them? We know they're busy. Uh, they're doing no. their thing. Do they? No, no, they no, no, no. Okay. There's no such thing as bother. They are in service. They are so blessed when we shout out their name or we ask them to help us, whether it's taking a lid off a pickle jar or, you know, you're having a, a difficult time with somebody, maybe a family member and you're frustrated and you just throw it out to them. They're in service. It's, it's all part of their unique journey and they aren't bothered because they're elevated. They are mm. in the next room. They're plugged back into this beautiful stream of love. It is just love and pure unbelievable. We, we can't even conceptualize because it is so magnificent. We have no earthly concept of how great it is on the other side. It is beautiful. 
and perfect, perfect and oh, loving. That is awesome. Wow. I love that. I'm just going to put a couple comments on here. I love Jane's story since I first heard her talk about it. The next room is an amazing book. Yes, it is about awesome. Jane's Thank journey. You. This is a great conversation. Thank you so much, Jane and Lisa. Uh, Donna said she loves it. And Keith said, wow, I was just thinking about that, talking about the question that you just answered. So thank you for taking the time to do that. All right, everybody, we could be on here for a whole nother hour. We're going to be respectful of Jane's time. Thank you so much, Jane. I, this thank has been you. such a pleasure and such a joy. Thank you to each and every one of you that joined us live tonight. And I uh, thank you so much. And I hope to see everybody in two weeks in two weeks at the next YouTube live. So thank you, everybody. Thank you to our beautiful guest, Jane Asher. And one more time, this is her book, The Next Room. All of her contact information is in the description field. So please check that out. So much love and blessings. Thank you, everybody. Good night.